0: Hello and welcome to Don't Tell Me What to Do, the Astrology Podcast. I'm Lisa Kiss, your host, and I'm also an astrologer, teacher, and conscious business guide. This podcast is named after one of my favorite sayings and expressions to live your life. We're all here to experience life in our own unique ways, so keep listening to explore different views of living life through astrology, business, and personal development as we go through the zodiac seasons together and with our guests. Hello and welcome back to the podcast. Today we're doing the Sagittarius Season Forecast. I feel like I might talk really fast in this episode because when I do this, I channel the energy and Sagittarius season energy, Sagittarius energy to me feels like this. Like you have this bounciness in you. I don't know. So the sun enters Sagittarius on November 22nd, my cousin's birthday. And basically we have this like energy of like... It's well like in where I am in Canada, North America, we are going from fall to winter, which, you know, it's getting colder, but how can we not be boring? Right? So it's like we're changing seasons. How can we go with the flow? How can we not get like stuck in fall and move forward to winter? And, like, how can we change that up and just, like, not be boring? Like, let's not be boring in Sagittarius season, okay? That's, like, the, the thing that's coming through is don't be boring. Even though it's cold outside, go on adventures. Ask questions. Call your friends. Do fun stuff. Don't, like, just stay stuck in the house. Like, obviously, there's time and place for that with cyclical living and, like, you know, all these things. But, like, have some, like, fun with it. Like, what are the things that really bring you joy and make you feel expansive like do more of that it's like in Scorpio season maybe you didn't talk to your friends because it's a little darker energy now it's like hey everybody what's going on let's go here let's go there let's go to a concert let's go on a like all that kind of stuff Um, even if it's gotten colder out maybe you go on a trip and you travel and you have fun and explore and not be boring that way but if trips or traveling is not in the budget or you just don't want to I mean let your mind adventure and wander off into all the different lands with podcasts and books like if you have a ton of things saved in your like Amazon section order a few if you've saved podcast episodes Listen to those, almost binge good stuff because SAGE energy can be like overdoing it and like binging, but it's like binge the books, binge the podcasts, binge courses, you know, like healthier little binges there. Yeah. SAGE energy can be like have another, have another. So for like, we're talking about like holiday parties and stuff during Sagittarius season, have another drink, have another drink. If you're drinking and stuff, it's kind of like watch, don't overdo it and then not feel so great the next day, but you'll be like in the moment having a freaking blast. But like, how can we apply that energy to like other things? Like have a, have another listen, have another look, ask another question, gain another perspective. I don't know, different things like that. Um, and always look to see where Sag is in your chart because you'll get a, some insight there, what season it holds for you. But if you have a lot of planets in Sagittarius, you'll feel in your element like extra fiery. Um, yeah. On the 24th, two days later, November 24th, Mars enters Sagittarius. The planet of action is going into Sag now. I'm using a lot of examples right now, but that's okay. My um mom and brother both have Mars and Sagittarius, and uh, I have Mars and Virgo, so I, like, get them, but they annoy me sometimes. Um, It's, like, mutable, go with the flow energy, can be really strong with Mars and Sag. There can be, like, an assertiveness. There's a fireiness. whenever collectively Mars enters a fire sign, watching for, like, tempers. But at the same time, it's like, don't be late. That's all I'm going to say with and Sagittarius is like, try your best not to be late to things. But you might find yourself being late to things because like there's so many things you want to do and then you overload yourself and there's like so many options and you just decided to do everything. And then you're like behind and then you're late to stuff. And that's what I find Martin Sagittarius does. It just wants to try all the things And then like, it just, you can't keep up with it. So it can feel like busy, 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 go, go, go. I personally don't like this. So we'll see how I'm doing in this season. But um, if you like to be busy, busy, go, 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 you're going to thrive on this energy. Mars and Sag can also be like really motivating to light a fire under your ass. If you haven't been as like active, you might naturally feel a little more active. Like, oh my gosh let's do like uh, hikes outside even though it's cold or let's go and walk. Who cares if it's cold? Like let's go. We have to be moving. There's so much energy inside of me and I need to get it out. Um, Maybe joining some kind of team, uh, like recreational sports or doing something if it's like indoor because it's cold outside, but like doing something that allows you to move the fire through your body. Don't let the fire get stuck because then it can go into anger and then patience and impulsiveness and all of these things it's like move the fire through move the fire through um dancing is also i love dancing it's my favorite thing ever and i feel like sagittarius energy it's like in that moment i'm trying to think of people who i know who have sag and i feel like most sagittarians love dancing it just because you feel free when you're doing it and there's just that like freedom seeking Sagittarius and it's like you know so even things with dance but any kind of movement and if you're like I don't know what you want to try try a few, see what you like there's no harm in trying a bunch of different things right if you're like I don't know if I want to do hot yoga or normal yoga do both um I don't know if I want to do like indoor soccer or like I'm not big on sports here oh my gosh what's something else like indoor soccer or like i know someone that dodgeball i would like never do that but it's like do both or if it's like um even like i don't even know i'm just gonna start saying random things like pilates or dance class do both swimming like or swimming or or tennis like do both like who who's gonna stop you from doing both like try everything and then you pick what you like after literally no harm So then on the the 27th, November 27th, we have a full moon in Gemini. I'm doing a whole episode dedicated to this full moon because I don't know. I just am. I'm a Gemini and I always dance on the full moon in Gemini. The last two years, I've been like so aware of the, the full moon in Gemini and I just like I dance. I I love when the moon, that's the full moon and Gemini. I personally love it. I think it's so fun and exciting. Even though for me, it's my 12th house in my chart. And you wouldn't necessarily think that that's fun and exciting energy, but I kind of just like, I'm in my own little world. I dance. I have a good time. We let downloads come through, right? And it's just really fun. So I have a whole episode dedicated to full moon and Gemini. So go listen to that when it's out, but I'll give a little bit. To tidbits here so what I was saying about Mars and Sag like if you can't decide do both I mean I was really tapping into my Gemini there because each sign is its opposite but it's like who says you have to choose like I was saying this to someone the other day and they're an air sign and I'm like if you want to do two things I'm like why would you limit yourself put yourself in a box and like not let yourself explore the other options like, let yourself do both things, if you want to be two things, be two things, who's going to stop you and get mad at you, like, nobody, if anything, you'll get mad at your own self for not exploring the other option, right, and I, I feel like the way I said that almost was, like, Gemini's get a bad rap, and it was, I don't know, sagittarius sad too. I'm not talking about here, it was, like, if you're in like a monogamous relationship and like, go oh, like no, no, we're not talking about that way. The example was like at work, like someone really likes design and operations. Well, why can't she do both? She can find a way to do both that works for her, that allow her to explore both things she likes to do. Don't like, I feel like we're the only ones who like end up confining ourselves and putting ourselves in a box when like other people might be like open to us having a mishmash like role, let's say. And I really resonated as a Gemini and I was like, I like marketing and HR people operations because like astrology really comes in there too. But I like, I really love strategy with marketing. Why can't I do both? Right. Anyway, so there's this thing where it's like, don't limit yourself, allow yourself to explore the options. Like I always go back and forth between like what I want to pair astrology with and like how I want to like teach it. So, I'm like, astrology in business, astrology for self awareness, astrology for soul purpose, astrology for. You can look at astrology in like personal development life cycles. You can look at astrology in the seasons. You can look at astrology in like the body and health. And there's all these things you can pair astrology with. And I always am like so confused on like which direction to go in and like share it. And then I'm like, you know what, I'm just going to like do a little bit of everything depending on my mood and whatever I like the most I'll stick with and do. Yay. But along the way you pick up all these like skills and like you just like you gain knowledge and experience and that can carry forward and then you have your favorite, but you have like all of this experience and knowledge. And so, yeah, the full moon and Gemini is I feel like this culmination experience of like all the information that you have and like acknowledging we hold so much wisdom within ourselves and how can we like share that without it being overwhelming and then how can we not overwhelm ourselves because like the the way we are day and age there's like information like over load and yeah I just have to, like, break this down. I'm, like, getting a. Yeah. Okay. So next. No idea if you heard the typing on here. On December 1st, Mercury enters Capricorn. So Mercury goes really fast. Let me go. Let me do a little. Okay. So Mercury technically doesn't go. Oh, no, wait okay so mercury enters capricorn on december 1st and then on december 13th it goes retrograde so we have about three retrogrades a year with mercury i loved the last mercury retrograde that happened so i'm excited for this one but it's basically like a revisit process allow yourself to slow down you know mercury is the mind Bring in mindfulness practices, whichever mindfulness practices work for you. It doesn't have to be sitting with your eyes closed, breathing, could be walking, could be dancing, could be journaling, could be listening to music, it could be exercise, it could be yoga, whatever it is. Just like find something to slow down your mind, to reflect, go inward in some way. And then with Capricorn, it's really gonna have us review like our structures and our goals. That's what I think. But then also looking at like where it is in your natal chart, you'll have a little review there, but Capricorn can be very, like, long-term stuff, so I feel like Mercury retrograde and Capricorn, it's really going to, like, really have you reflect on, like, what it is you're, like, wanting to build, like, legacy vibes come through with it strong, but it does go back into sad, but that is for, like, the Capricorn forecast, but on, like, December 23rd, the retrograde it goes, like, completely out of cap and then into Sag for a bit. So there's even some stuff there we'll have to, like, look at. But what's really cool, if you didn't know this, fun fact. I'm going to do a fun fact and a Sag forecast because that's Sagittarius. So, like, fun fact. Um, the and I, I learned this, like, a year, a year or so ago, and my mind was blown. So I hope that you're like, wow. Maybe you already knew this. I don't know. I thought it was really cool. So the Mercury retrogrades there's three every year, and they stay within the same element. I was like, wow, I didn't even think of this. So like, at the beginning of the year, it would have been, you know, Mercury retrograde in Taurus, then it was Mercury retrograde in Virgo, and then it would be Mercury retrograde in Cap, Capricorn. I do short form, sorry, Capricorn. And then I'm like, wow, so like, there's this theme that will pop up, you know, three times in a year. And I believe with all of them, it went a little bit it it, you'll they start to go back like into the signs before and then it'll declare for like next year the mercury retrogrades will either still be in that same element so let's say earth but then they might be they're moving into um fire so it changes every year like mercury when mercury retrogrades are in like All the water signs, oh, Mercury's telling us we gotta look at our emotions, but then it's gonna be in like three areas of life that are all kind of connected in our chart. Then Mercury and air, like, wow, that's so mental, like our mental realm. But Mercury, retrograde, and Earth, this year of 2023, it's like our our earthly things, like our our actual things, our tangible things, money, systems, organization, Goals like very practical things that you either love or you hate. That's what I think. I love earth stuff. I think it's cool. Like the goal setting, organization, money management, all this stuff. I love it. I think it's fascinating. However, I don't like to have lots of things. I like to declutter and get rid of things. I don't like having lots of things. I think that has to do with my Venus placement being in air. Like I don't hold value to have lots of lots of stuff. I just think it just, like, it hoards your space and, like, everything is energy and all this, right? But if you have a lot of earth, you love your stuff. That's all I'm going to say. But, like, you just like to have stuff. And you like people to to touch your things and be like, yes, this is mine. This is my table. This is my chair. I mean, I, I have a crystal here. Like, this is my crystal. But you like to to have things because you you put potential value in, like, actual items. But that's Earth because, like, you have to, like, see it to believe it in a way. I don't know. I got so much air and water. I'm just, like, I don't know. I find other things to be more important. But, like, this Mercury, though, in 2023 with all the Earth signs and Mercury and Capricorn, it's, like, wow. Go revisit, reset, reset, and see what comes up in the three-week period. Okay. Venus enters Scorpio on December 4th. I have, like, no segues. I just have to stop talking or else I will go on forever. Venus enters Scorpio on December 4th. Venus and Scorpio is, I want to say, like, deliciously dark and intimate. I don't know if that's, like, the best description. So Venus and Scorpio, you're going to want to be with your person. You're going to be very protective of your person, your people, your friends, just like my grandma's a Scorpio and like I called her, she came in my dream and she's like, good, I was thinking about you. I'm glad you called me because like I was thinking about you. It's that energy where it's like, (laughs) I mean, I literally like almost read my grandma's mind like telepathically because I'm very connected to her. However, we don't all the time in relationship with friends, family, or partner, we we shouldn't expect people to read our mind even though if you have venus in a water sign your body language cues are probably like more important than the words you say and like physical touch might be your love language like you need that like that safety so like when venus is in scorpio it's like don't like try your best to use your words but like you know it's almost like if someone isn't using their words or they're confusing you, look to the other things that you can't see, you know, look to the body language cues, look to the facial expressions, like look to the energetic stuff. Um, and it's even as a way to like dive deeper, like if you like were thinking with your partner and you're like, how come when this happened, you like crossed your arms, like did what I say make you feel uncomfortable? And then hopefully they feel like they can like open up enough and um you know dive deep with you per se like you don't want to like just dive deep on your own but like together because venus is like you know together um neptune stations direct in pisces on december 6th neptune has been in pisces since 2011 i personally can't wait till it leaves I've been having Neptune transits where, like Neptune right now is like on my South Node, posing my North Node, posing my Mars, squaring my Venus. I'm just like I don't know. Um, so Neptune's been in the House that rules Pisces for for a bit, for like a long time, and it'll be there for a bit longer. I mean I don't know what to say for for Neptune going direct in Pisces. I mean dreams right but also illusions in your life but i feel like this is more important if you have any pisces sage gemini and virgo in the the higher 20 degrees so anywhere from like i want to say 23 to 29 um neptune's doing something funky like you might be just fucking confused <laughs> that's the <laughs> easiest way to put it like um i believe for me, like Neptune opposing my Mars, I was like, what, what direction do I go in? I, I, I I don't know. And then you go one way and you're like, what the hell's going on over here? And then like, you know, Neptune was squaring my Venus at one point that caused issues in relationship. And then, um, but I do believe an illusion was removed about, about somebody, but then My brother is a Virgo Mercury, and I believe Neptune's opposing his Mercury right now, which can just make you feel like, I'd have to ask him, but like, it it clouds, it either like, I mean, Mercury and Virgo is an overthinker, so it can like, relieve some of the overthinking, but at the same time, if the Neptune is like really strong, then it's like, hazy, But then you also might be getting a shitload of psychic downloads and crazy dreams and just like intuitive moments. Like it's a time to be very open to that spiritual, but then like not get lost, you know, don't want to get lost. Um, But I'm just basically going to say Neptune stationing direct doesn't really affect you unless you're going through Neptune transit. I mean, there's probably more too, but I never really looked at the outer planets like too, too much, Um, like the farther out ones, unless... It is in contact, you know, through a square opposition conjunction. Um, this is just my personal opinion. But again, this is the SAGE forecast. If you are an astrology student or astrologer and you have a different take, share it with me. I'd love to know your perspective. Um, I'm always open to the learnings. And then on December 12th, we have a new moon in SAGE the Mercury retrograde is the day after, and that's interesting. So new moon in Sagittarius. I have a special soft spot in my heart for new moon in Sagittarius because I did my first ever astrology reading on December 14th, 2020, which was a new moon in Sagittarius. It may have been an eclipse too, and I didn't know though at the time that like, cause I was just so excited to do my first reading. I didn't realize I was doing a reading on the new moon cause I was just so excited. And I like, I just like was so excited that somebody like believed in me enough to allow me to read their chart, right? I was just like, thank you so much for letting me do this. Like, I love you so much. Like, this is so great. Um, mm -hmm. Cancer, sun, Scorpio moon, labor rising. And I remember being like, you're water, but I'm like, you're a very social person with all this air, and, like, they love that I brought up the air, and they were just like, this is such a permission slip, and, like, it was just, it was amazing, love that reading, and it really made me, like, and then after you do one, like, you just, like, you're in that energy vibe, and like kind of, it just spirals out, and I gosh, do so many, and um, I'm extremely more confident with readings now, that was all, that was three years ago, and so I've read almost 300 charts which is like freaking wild I read like 100 charts a year um (laughs) I honestly don't know how I do that but and when I say like 100 charts I mean this could be full readings these are like the mini readings I do in like in-person events um but yeah like 100 readings I'm doing math right now I have my glasses on it's like, okay, readings a month, yeah. But if, if I'm doing, like, an event, like, I can do, like, 10 in a day. So that, there there's the month right there. And so, yeah. But, yeah, Sag New Moons, they just, they hold a special place in my heart. And I, I always will set new intentions now about my, like, how can I be a better teacher? That's what it is for me because Sag is my sixth house and I'm here to be of service through teaching. Anyway. So and I feel like I teach a lot of my podcasts. I like that. Let me know what you want to learn on the podcast next. I'll do like a series. Um. So anyway, uh, where is I going with this? For you, though, I mean setting intentions around like maybe there's something new you want to learn, a new perspective you want to gain, a new trip you want to go on. You know, we can learn through putting ourselves in new places and cultures and experiences and learning from other people, right? Right. Maybe you want to literally like learn a new language, and you download whatever app and you start to learn a new language. Because um, that can also give us new perspective. Maybe you want to start learning the language of astrology. Like it's, I, I, I say I'm a translator most days um, when it comes to astrology. Um, what else? Sag, new moon. I almost want to say like, don't hide your knowledge on things like if there's something you're passionate about like where can you set an intention to go forward and teach it in some way and like setting an intention that that teaching doesn't have to be like because some a lot of people have said to me like oh Lisa you should have been a teacher and I just look at them and I'm like I am a teacher what the hell are you talking about right I get so defensive but it's like oh I'm sorry I'm not a teacher with like the school board which is technically like run by the government and so like oh i'm sorry i'm not a government employee who's like teaching what like i'm supposed to and it's like oh you're gonna put me in a box and tell me what i'm gonna teach these kids and like blah 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 and then put them in a box like oh god no i could never like i could never do that um I feel like I'm like a, a weird, don't put me in a box, freedom-seeking teacher, like a little bit of a rebellious teacher. And it's just like, like I have very fond memories of a lot of my teachers growing up. Like I had some really good teachers. I was a very good student. I liked learning. I took organized notes. You know, I was very quiet in class. I didn't even really put my hand up and stuff. But I just like, I don't know. My, my theory with school is you sit and you listen and you show up to class. And then you don't really have to study for anything because you sat there and you listened and you paid attention and then you're just like absorbing it in your brain. If that's the way you learn, right? We all have different learning methods. That's another thing too with schools. They don't really address the needs of like all the different learning styles. And like I would bring it into like, you know, let's look at these kids' natal charts and I'd want to know their mercury to see like the best way to teach them the information to get it to like stick for them and make sense for them, you know? So I'm just like really against the traditional way that we learn and like I always did well in school but I don't know I have Mercury and Earth so I was able to like focus a bit I guess but um I don't know I, I now know as an adult like there are a lot of different ways to learn and you know the graded system doesn't mean shit all and it I think it's not that great for our mental well-being and perfectionism stuff and all this stuff so I could never be a teacher, a traditional teacher. I would, it just like wouldn't work. And so like too, it's too structured, right? I even joke, I have no idea if I want children. Like not a clue. I said, I'm not making that decision until I'm like 30, like done my Saturn return. But I say, if I do have children, I said, I will homeschool them. Like I will be their teacher. Like we will be outside with our feet on the earth. We will be earthing. Like, I don't know. I just think there are like, other things that we should learn when we're young that, like, we aren't learning now. I don't know if that was a very Sagittarius tangent rant, but, like, hopefully that made sense in the way of, like, there are so many different ways you yourself can be a teacher and, like, lead through teaching and educating, sharing information, and it doesn't have to be, like, what you think a teacher is a teacher is not always a government employee, I want to say quote-unquote following the rules because there are definitely teachers that like don't and will do what's best for students and things like that, but I don't know, I just think that like, it's like open your mind to like new ways of doing things, right, it's like teaching could literally be like you're out with your friend at a bar and like you're telling them a story and they learn something new from the story, like look, you just taught them something like it can happen anywhere. Right. I even now have to bring up the concept. This is kind of Gemini, but each sign is its opposite. This concept of like storytelling as like a tool for lots of things. And like me telling stories and rambling on the podcast, like I hope to God you get something out of it. And I, I think you do. I think you do. I have an inkling, but like storytelling is a way to share information and people get little bits from it and they learn something new. Um, I was at a market. This is the last story I'll give. I was at a market and there's this older man. He says, I, I, I looked at him and I was like, you have Sagittarius. He's like, I'm an Aries. I'm like, but you're, you have Sagittarius. He's a Sag moon. He has a, uh, Sag Saturn in the 12th house in his chart. He's a hoot. Such a funny man. I'm, I like, so funny. He wrote two books and I was like, Oh my God, you're literally embodying, embodying your Saturn. I said, This is amazing. But he came over and my, my mom said to him, like, what's new? Like what like what's new with you? And he's like, What's what's not new? Is is anything even even new anymore? And I was just like, Wow, I love that. And you know, my mom's like, Oh, he's being a smart ass. I was like, No, he's being a sad moon. He's asking you a very thought-provoking question because what really is new? Like, you know, we've been here for so long. It's like, what is new? Everything could be a copy of a copy. And that's what I'm going to end this with is that statement. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. I'd love to hear from you on Instagram or by leaving a rating or review. It would also mean the world to me if you subscribe to this podcast, if you enjoyed today's episode. If you'd like to support the podcast and continue to discover the Don't Tell Me What To Do vibration, there are three different ways. You can keep listening to these podcast episodes that I put out weekly. You can also purchase the subscription version of the podcast, which is new, for exclusive episodes, or you can purchase my book, which has the exact same name as this podcast, So with so much love and gratitude, see you very, very soon in the next episode.